back to the Big Mike and Chife podcast. I am finally back on the podcast. How are you doing today, Mike? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I was just watching the 2020 NBA draft. Gets me pretty excited. Bucks choose to do at 24. Yeah, I don't know. They traded a lot away a ton of their first round pick. But um they have made some moves this week. They have got Drew Holiday from the Pelicans and Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovic from the Kings. Um, and they traded away George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, Ersan Ilyasova, Dante DiVincenzo, DJ Wilson, and three first-round picks. Um, so I don't know how I feel about this. these moves. What do you think, Christian? Well... I mean, you got to look, I mean, the Bucks are doing what Giannis wants to do. And what it really looks like what they're doing is they're really building a team that's better to win playoff series rather than the number one seed in the NBA. Because with the team they just had, it was really good. They kept, they won a ton of regular season games and got the number one overall seed the past two years. But they struggled in the playoffs. And right now, it looks like they'll be, they might not get the one seed, but they'll definitely be, still be a contender. And I think they're much better built to win playoff series now than they were before. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, um, they had to do something. So I guess Drew Holiday is a great player. Like, I'm not, I like, he's a great player. I um, averaged 19 points a game last year. So he'll definitely. All star in 20. 20- yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about it. I just hope that it's good enough for Giannis to stay even after this season. Yes, for sure, for sure. All right, but they did announce the um, beginning of the NBA will be December twenty second for the twenty twenty one season. So I'm pretty excited. That's. So far, that's my best Christmas present I've gotten all year. That should that should be fun. I mean, getting to start some NBA right around Christmas time, especially where you know, still with COVID and staying home, it's gonna really give us something to look forward to come you know December twenty fifth. Yeah, who do you who do you think is gonna win the finals this year? Finals this year. Um, just what does your gut say? Like, just sp- spit it out. It's the first team that comes to your mind. Well, obviously, I'd like to say Milwaukee, but I'm not sure how this new team will be. Uh, if I had to give a gut reaction, I'd feel like the Lakers will do a repeat. They seemed a whole team and a half better than everybody else in this last playoff series, and the Heat got hot near the end to make it to the finals, but right then it didn't look like anybody was ready to compete with the Lakers. Do do you know who mine is? I do not. The Warriors. Mm -hmm. Easily, man. See them fight with uh, the Lakers now that both good, but did you hear about uh, Clay Thompson? No, what about him? 
got another leg injury of some sort. Oh, I think I think of. Oh my gosh, that sucks. But I hope we will be okay. Um, man, I didn't know that. But there, if let's just say he gets better by December twenty second, which is possible, I think. Um, their starting lineup this year is just going to be kind of wild. James Wiseman, who they just drafted, um, second overall pick center on the Warriors. That's kind of scary when you think about it. Draymond Green, Green. They got Andrew Wiggins last year. Everyone's forgetting about that because the Warriors were terrible, but they still get to keep him for this year. So they've got Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. Mm, I just think that um, – few years we'll be watching a documentary about the Warriors and Steph Curry and I don't think it's going to end in 2018 I think then we're going to see the part where Steph Curry is the phoenix that rises from the ashes after he gets hurt and reminds everyone who he is it'll be very nice to have um Steph back in the NBA for a full year you know he came in right at the end there and he was he was decent he was all right but it looked like he was still getting into it yeah but it'll definitely it's definitely exciting that the NBA is back so yes very true all right so let's make some picks this week for week 11 of the NFL my favorite topic yep All right. We got a big Thursday night game this week, Mike. Yes, sir. I'm excited for it. This is going to be a good one. Cardinals. Yeah, this is one of the bigger Thursday night games at recent memory. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I've got the Cardinals in this one. Magic Murray. We saw it. The Hale Murray last Sunday. DeAndre Hopkins going up. Um, I think the Seahawks are a lot of smoke and mirrors. I don't. They look good because of their offense and Russ, but uh, I think at the end of the day, um, the Cardinals are a real contender, and I think we'll see that on Thursday night. I do believe that the Cardinals are a very good team and probably a dark horse Super Bowl team right now, but this game is going to be played at Seattle on a short week. And I think Russ is finally starting to realize he's got to stop turning the ball over. I think he's going to clean some stuff up, and I'm taking Seattle. All right, Titans at Ravens. We're seeing both these teams come off a kind of surprising loss in Week 10. Um, so it'll be an interesting matchup this week. Uh, what do you think, Christian? Uh, this one is going to be at Baltimore. I think it'll be a pretty good game, but I am going to take Baltimore. I do like well-coached teams after losses. And I think Lamar Jackson these past few weeks has actually been playing very good in the crappy weather game against New England. He drew some really nice balls in this game at Baltimore. I, I like uh, Ravens. Our first disagreement of Week 11. I, uh, I like the Titans in this one. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, I kind of need him to prove it to me. Um, I know Derrick Henry's been a little bit quiet lately, but I think it's just about time for him to have another breakout game. Um, I, th- I think he could, like, pop off a couple touchdowns, like, 
close to 200 yards in this one, like he, like we've seen him do earlier in this season. Um, I don't think Lamar Jackson will be able to throw it with, into that Titans secondary, so I've got Tennessee taking this one. All right, now the Patriots at the Texans. You know, I'm taking the Patriots in this one. I think they might go on a little bit of a run. Um, we, we saw them bounce back and beat a pretty decent Baltimore team. Um, so I even think they could play their way into playoff contention as we get towards the end of the regular season here. So Patriots, um, that's my pick. Yeah, I think after Bill Belichick kind of realized that they probably weren't going to get Trevor Lawrence, they're starting to win some games again. Uh, the Cam Newton, when he doesn't turn the ball over, they're a very good team. And the Texans have a negative turnover differential, and so I also took New England. All right. Moving on to the Falcons at the Saints. Now, we do know Drew Brees, um, they say he has a couple broken ribs and a collapsed lung, um, so he'll probably be out for a little bit. Um the consensus is that Jameis Winston will start, but they also have Taysom Hill, so it'll be interesting to see what they do as we get near the end of the week here, closer to the game. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm taking the Saints in this game. I believe they'll probably start Jameis Winston. And Jameis has, you know, he has experience playing the Falcons as he was a starter in Tampa Bay for quite some time. And so I think he has the experience over their defense and he'll be in a different system. So the Falcons won't really know what they're going to do. And the Saints are still a really good team. I mean, last year they went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater as a starter. So I feel confident with the Saints this uh, first game with Jameis Winston at New Orleans. Yeah, I'm also taking the Saints. Um, I think if... Jameis can just like play it kind of safe and um, not force anything and utilize Michael Thomas and Elvin Kamara in this one. Uh, the Saints defense is pretty underrated. Um, Cam Jordan is a beast. I don't know if you know who he is, the defensive end for the Saints. But, but yeah, I think Jameis could, um, could pull one out this week. And like you said last um, – Last year, they used Teddy Bridgewater to win five games in a row. Um, I think Jameis could do that, too. So, I got the Saints in this one. Very well. All right, here's another interesting game. The Eagles at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this one was actually pretty easy for me. I got, I think the Browns. Um, Carson Wentz needs to th- stop throwing the ball to the other team. He's got 12, t- he's got 12 interceptions. That's too many. And they lost to the Giants. Um, this pick doesn't necessarily mean that I think the Browns are a good team, um, but I think the Eagles are a bad team, and I think the Browns can beat them this week. Yeah, I'm also taking Cleveland. It seems to me that they play a lot better when they play at home, and this game is in Cleveland. And Philadelphia has looked very disappointing this far. I mean, the entire NFC, they're leading the NFC East with three wins right now. And we're on week 11. Um, I think it's great for Cleveland. I mean, I really hope that they can finish out this season with a winning record. It'd be the first time in a super long time they would. And I like them in this game to get to seven wins. All right. How about the Bengals at Washington? 
goals at the Washington football team. Uh, this is another one where it seems like Cincinnati doesn't play very well at home, and Washington seems to do, uh, do, they do play pretty well at home. Alex Smith is back in as a starter at quarterback, and he played pretty good last week against Detroit. Um, the Bengals got dismantled by uh, Big Ben and the Steelers last week, and I think Alex will get his first win in a while. Yeah, I do. I do think it's interesting to see Alex Smith as the um, starting quarterback in Washington. Um, but I'm picking the Bengals this week. I know I like picking the Bengals a lot, and they lose a lot. But um, the Bengals have been scoring pretty high this season. They're feisty for sure. Um, they also give up a lot of points, but I think they can outscore Washington. Yeah, you do have a lot of faith in Joey Burrow. I mean, we saw what he we saw what he did at LSU. Um, that was like the one of the maybe the best season for a college quarterback ever. All right, Steelers undefeated Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the uh, steel curtain. Um. Jacksonville played pretty good against Green Bay last week. They got some good pressure. They played very physical. But, man, that Steelers defense is just a killer. And Big Ben is playing pretty – he's playing pretty good this season. So I'm definitely thinking the Steelers are going to keep their win streak. Yeah, I'm also picking the Steelers. They're – like, I feel like 9-0. and I know last week I said that I thought they would lose at some point. Um but I don't know anymore. They look they looked pretty strong last week. Um, I don't think they'll lose to the Jaguars. Um, but one thing I did like about the Jaguars is their punter. He was he was nailing them inside the five like four times against the Packers last week. I think that's very. Tr- maybe they should when he gets the ball. Maybe they should just like try one run, and then if it doesn't work, just have him dot the other team in the five. Like we don't want this. Jake Luton can't throw an interception if they punt on second down. Uh, that is a really big advantage. If your punter can keep putting them inside the 10 and inside the 5 every time, man, it's going to be tough to score. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Um, we're moving on to Lions at Panthers. What do you think? Um, I think the Lions are high off of a big win last week against Washington, and... I don't think they're very good. I don't like Matt Patricia as a head coach, and Matt Stafford has a thumb injury already. I think they're not going to look as good as they did last week, and and the Panthers are going to get a win. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers as well. Um, I think I just – I thought the Lions didn't look like they have in the uh, Falcons game last week, Um, and I like rooting for the Panthers. Because, um, I don't know, they, I've had fun watching them all season, and it's been tough. They haven't really gotten many wins, but um, I think this is a good time for it for the Panthers to win this week against the Lions. Well said. All right, I believe that moves us into the afternoon slot now. 
Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. Well, you know my rule, Christian. I do not pick against the Packers. Um, My one worry would be that Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor are going to do some damage on us this week because the Packers have had some trouble stopping the run this season. Um, But the Colts give up a lot of points, and with Alan Lazard back and Tyler Irvin, um, the Packers at full strength on offense – I think that can be pretty dangerous. So I've got the Packers in this one. I do believe that the Packers have a very good offense. And you may never pick against the Packers, but I do. Um, I'm taking the Colts because their front seven is very good. And as we've seen this season, Packers face really physical teams that play really good on defense. They that disrupts their offense, and they can't score as high as they usually do. And like you said, Jonathan Taylor and company, they have some good running backs, so they don't always have to rely on Phillip Rivers. But All right, Dolphins at Broncos. Um all of a sudden, the Dolphins are 6-3. and three. What do you think about that, Christian? I do believe the Dolphins are very good, and I do love their defense and Brian Flores and Tua Tagovailoa. But this game is going to be at Denver, and I think it's actually going to be harder than Dolphins think. As you heard Tua say that, yeah, I thought the NFL would be harder. Well, it's pretty difficult to play in Denver, and I think Drew Locke will beat the Miami Dolphins. Um, actually, I've got the Dolphins in this one. Tua's 3-0. We can't mess with that logic. He's undefeated. I think he's playing his way into the Rookie of the Year conversation against Burrow and Herbert because they both keep losing games. That's very true. He is, he is. I think he's won more than both of them right now, and he's only played three games. Yeah, they're both 2-7, and seven, or their teams are both 2-7. and seven. But, yeah. I've got the Dolphins. All right, Jets at Chargers. What do you think? Cause it, could this be the first one the Jets lose, Christian? Or the Jets win? Now it's for Justin Herbert, man. His arm is so huge. He's been just playing amazing this year. They haven't won a ton of games, but they don't, they don't struggle putting up points. And I don't think the Jets are going to be able to compete with that. Yeah, I'm also picking the Chargers just because I'm still rooting for that 0-16 season. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be um, like super surprised to see the Jets scrape this one out. Just one cheap one in the middle of the season. Um, but yeah, I do think the Chargers will be able to pull this one out. The Cowboys at the Vikings. I think the Vikings figured it out. I, I'm taking the Vikings in this one. They keep the ball away from Kirk Cousins as much as possible and just let Delvin cook. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I think we're going to have Andy Dalton back this week, but the Cowboys' defense is not very good. So whatever offensive game plan the Vikings want to do, they'll be able to execute it. And I think they really have found it out. Like you said, they don't let Kirk Cousins throw too much, and they have a great running back in Delvin Cook. And this game is in Minnesota, so I'll, I'll take the Vikings. All right. Chiefs at Raiders, defending Super Bowl champs. 
but they did go down one time this year, and that loss was to the Raiders. This is going to be a very fun game because John Gruden and Andy Reid have been doing a little trash talking this week. So I'm very excited to see this game, especially after, like you said, the Raiders won their uh, first meeting. This game is going to be at the Death Star, as they're calling it, in the new Las Vegas stadium. Uh, But I am going to take the Chiefs. I think they're going to play with a fire after the Raiders beat them in Kansas City, and I think Mahomes is going to have a night. Yes, sir, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, 25 touchdowns and one interception. Are you kidding me? How are we not talking about this guy more? I don't think Andy Reid is going to lose to the Raiders again. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think Patrick Mahomes could have a big night, and I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. All right, the Monday night game will be the Rams at the Bucks. These are two pretty good teams here. You think When you think about it, this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. Things work out for both of these teams later down in the season. So who you got in this one? Um, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, after their embarrassing loss to the Saints on Sunday night football, uh, they looked really sharp and were played great against the Carolina Panthers and the Rams are off a big win after beating Seattle. And so I'll take Tampa Bay. I'm actually taking the Rams in this one. Um, uh, like I said last week, the Rams just haven't really given me a lot of reason to think that they would lose um, to a team like the Bucks right now. Um, their secondary is going to take away a lot of that receiving core that Brady's been building up, so I think that will be important. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised to see if the Bucks pulled this one off with their defense. Um, but, yeah, I think it would be a big step for the Rams to win this one. And that concludes our picks for week 11. I'm excited. I think I've got a perfect slate lined up here for this week. I think you have a few good ones, but mine's definitely better. (laughs) All right, we'll see. How about uh, Wisconsin against Michigan on their home field? It was... Beautiful. Oh my God! Graham Mertz and company just destroyed Wolverines. I don't know if you guys know this, but I cannot stand Michigan. You know, I I'd even go as far to say as that Graham Mertz Heisman campaign is still intact. Well, he didn't have that big a game against the Michigan. They kind of went back to their all running gun game, you know, handing off to the backs, big sweeps, and running in for touchdowns left and right. So yeah. I think when they need him to pass, he'll be pretty good. I mean, he only got a few practices after this. He was able to practice after COVID again. So I think he'll be back. He'll look better this week against Northwestern. But, man, if they got a run game like that and Graham Mertz plays like he did against Illinois, oh, that's going to be fun to watch this yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think they they had the perfect game plan last week. They showed super good versatility, um, on offense and on defense. Uh, I like how Paul Chris didn't necessarily just um 
try and air it out as much as possible after the big game that Mertz had against Illinois. He just kind of let him throw the same amount of passes he threw against Illinois. He didn't get quite the result, but he still went 12 for 22 with 127 yards and two touchdowns. So you can just tell Graham Mertz has the it factor, I think. He does bring a... Just an energy to Wisconsin, I think, that's going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, I I do think a lot of people like him. I mean, he's a likable guy. You see him on the sideline dancing, and he just seems like a fun guy. He does, he does. All right. Now, here's a great topic that it seems like everybody likes talking about right now. The MVP race of the NFL, and there's still quite a few names in this race, Mike. Yeah, you wanna you wanna hear a new name that I've kind of added recently? Who's that? Kyler Murray. Yes, me as well. Man, sometimes when I watch him, I forget he's short. He, his the quickness of his feet. He just can run away from anybody, it seems. He has the speed of a running back, but he throws the ball so well. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I mean, that like that play with DeAndre Hopkins, when he – that was like they're on a playground, and it was just the one guy. He was getting covered by three guys, and he just threw it up to him. I mean, yes, the Bills covered it as well as they could have. They had three people surrounding the one guy in the area that could have caught the pass, and he still he still managed to get the touchdown. It's insane. Yeah, um, that's just a cra- like to be able to do that. That's just crazy. Like you can't stop that. So that's a just a incredible thing to have in your back pocket if you're the Cardinals. It is. It is. All right, now I have a list of seven quarterbacks that I think have at least maybe a chance to win the MVP right now. All right. Is Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen. I think that is a pretty solid list. I think definitely the the front runners right now are Patrick Mahomes, um, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, just because of how well their teams are doing, um, and they're putting up the numbers and really um, being a factor toward that towards their team success. Um, so those would be my top three right now. I think. Very well. Um, right now, Russ is leading all of them in completion percentage and yards per attempt. But he is tied for the second most in the NFL in turnovers with 10 interceptions, and he has three lost fumbles. So that's a total of 13 turnovers. Do you think there's any way he can overcome that and still win the MVP? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it does really hurt him, and I think it would be a different story if the Seahawks were doing well. Um, but they've lost a couple bad ones here recently, so... Um, I don't know if he can come back from those turnovers. Yeah, I'll, I think it'll heavily depend on whether he's able to turn it around and they start winning again or they end up not even winning the NFC West. I mean, if you go back to that 
um, game against the Cardinals uh, earlier this season where they lost in overtime. Um, and the, the game where they showed the Buda Baker getting chased down by DK Metcalf highlight like a hundred times. Um, if you go back to that game, he had a few interceptions that were like crucial to the game. Like they, they probably would have won that game if he didn't throw those interceptions. I mean, not only that, he, he threw an interception and then DK Metcalf went and chased him down. Everybody thought he was clear to the end zone. And then their defense got a four and out and bailed him out of it. And they still went to overtime. Yeah. So it's you just think that those interceptions really cost them a game, especially the that one, especially that one in overtime. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, obviously he's playing out of his mind, but I think he's, they're just giving him a little bit too much opportunity. Um, let Russ cook, but they've kind of been doing it a little much, and it's been uh, we're seeing why you can't just throw it on every single play. Very true. Now, the other two I think that are front-running with Russ would be Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Now, Mahomes has 25 touchdowns. Rodgers has 26. Uh, Mahomes has two rushing, and then Rodgers has one, so they both would be a total of 27. But Rodgers has three interceptions and a lost fumble for four turnovers, and Mahomes only has one turnover all year, and that was that late interception against Oakland when they were trying to get a fourth down play. How does anybody beat Mahomes right now? I think they have to um, beat him in a game. (laughs) I don't think there's really any other way because he's just so far and away just destroying everyone in the field, I feel like. Um, When you look at the 25 touchdowns, one interception, and – his team is eight and one. So, uh, I mean, someone like Ben Roethlisberger, maybe if the uh, Steelers go 16 and 0. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure. Very well. Very well. All right. Well, what do you think about the Packers? So I have a few takeaways from their game against the Jaguars, but what did you think? I thought overall what the Jaguars did was they said we're not going to roll over and die. We're going to play a very we're going to play as tough as we can. And I think not only did they have did they do an amazing job of taking out Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, but they also got a few lucky breaks as well that really kept them in the game. So the game was close, but you mean they had to take out Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, and get super lucky on some plays, and they still ended up losing to Green Bay. I mean, they got the fumble. They had the fumble from Devontae Adams, which was a short field, and then the punt return touchdown. And those were the only two touchdowns of the game. So the defense only gave up really six points on full drives against uh, Jake Luton. And... They did a great job of taking out Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, but still the Packers managed to put up 24 points. Uh, Devontae Adams did have that one touchdown where he jumped super high in the air. Rodgers had that bomb to MVS, and he had the rushing touchdown. Now, I mean, it might be a little bit of a different story if they ended up losing, but I think when they played, uh, when the Jags played a great game, and they got lucky, and the Packers were still able to come out with the win. I feel like that has to be 
give you a lot of confidence. Yeah, um, it. I, I didn't really see a lot wrong with the game. I think we played um, pretty well. I didn't see a lot of things that made me concerned. Um, but I do think they're only as good as Devontae Adams is. Like we saw at the beginning of the game, um, he was getting roughed up a bit, and they were like obviously targeting him and hitting him pretty hard and roughing him up. But and and he was dropping the ball, and our offense wasn't moving. Um, but then he started picking it up, got a few targets, and had that yeah. You, as you talked about that one touchdown, and then we started playing better and got the lead. So I don't know. I think. If Devontae Adams has a good game, we're there. Um, but if not, then we can lose to any team in the NFL. And I think we can beat any team in the NFL right now too. But I, I also think that there's not a team in the NFL that couldn't beat us if we're on an off day. Very true. But you also got to admit that Alan Lazard will be back this weekend. It'll be nice to see number 13 back on the field with the pack. Yes, Devontae. it will. Because how many games they only they've only played a game and a half where they're both on the field and that was against Minnesota and like the first half of Detroit. That's right. So hopefully we'll see another high scoring day from the Packers against Indianapolis. For sure. All right. How about a week from today we see the first Badger basketball game? Hey, man, I mean, Wisconsin is the only college that has a top 10 team in football and basketball. Right. Sure, love to see it. Love to see it. I think, to- I think we have a pretty good shot this year to do something in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, last year nobody really was talking about the Badgers very much at all. I mean... They lost. Uh, they don't have any of those big name players. They started off very mediocre. They did, and they did start a very mediocre season. But they ended up winning a ton of games late, and ended up uh, in a three-way tie for a regular season Big Ten title with Michigan State, Maryland, and I believe Iowa. They're ranked fifth right now. They're um, they're uh, projected to have a really great season this year. But you know the Badgers. Uh, are ranked right are ranked behind them at seventh, and they're the top two Big Ten teams ranked right now. So I think it'll be a fun season. Hopefully, the Badgers can pile up some more wins, and I think it'd be very interesting to see Iowa as a very good basketball team this year. Yeah, Iowa has that one guy. What's his name? It's like Garza, isn't it? You know who I'm talking about? I'm not sure what his name is, but I do know that they have a really good player. Um, but yeah, I, I think honestly think the difference maker for Wisconsin is Ben Blazel mentioned this last week, but um, Micah Potter, I think he's been a great um addition to that team. Yeah, and like you said, they had that slow start to the first half of last year. I mean, but Micah Potter had to sit that first half. So you think if they get him for a full season this year, hopefully they'll be able to start winning some games right away. Yeah, Luke Garza is on Iowa. That I figured out his name. Luke Garza. I remember he played pretty well. He was in the conversation for the Wooden Award last year. Well, it'll make Iowa Hawkeye and 
Badger basketball games all all the more interesting. He was averaging twenty four points a game last year. Woo, that's pretty good in college. All right. Do you got anything else? Uh, I have a little something here on the strength of schedule of some NFL teams. Uh, some with some bigger playoff implications. If you look at the New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Minnesota Vikings, right now you got Seattle technically tied for the lead in the NFC World and the Saints in the second seat in the NFC, they're at seven and two and six and six and three. Seattle right now has the easiest strength of schedule left to finish out the NFL, and the Saints are at thirtieth, um, just uh, behind Seattle and the Dallas, who are taking up thirty-two and thirty-one. So, who out of those teams do you believe um, has the best shot to win the NFC? Um, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona was up in the middle. I believe they were about 15 in strength of schedule left. I think Arizona has a good chance. I mean, they shocked us last week. Um, I think we're going to start to see some bigger things from Arizona as we get towards the end of the season here. Very true. And uh, though you hate to admit it, somebody has to win the NFC East and host a playoff game. And a lot of people like New York right now, and some people think Philly will still make it out of the East, but they have the fifth and seventh uh, toughest schedules left to finish out the uh, year. And Washington Dallas sit at 24 for Washington and 31st for Dallas, so... Who do you think will come out and win the NFC East? Um, I'm I gotta go with the Giants on this one. Um, you know we saw them play a pretty tough divisional game against the uh, Eagles this week and get the win. So I think that the Giants will pull out this one. I agree. I think that Joe Judge has done a really great job with uh, the New York Giants right now, and Daniel Jones, uh, like a lot of quarterbacks, when they don't turn the ball. Over. They actually play very great, um, and if and if they do make the playoffs, we'll be able to see if Daniel Jones is a little bit more of that uh, Eli Manning in him and really step up in the playoffs. How about that uh, running rushing touchdown against the Eagles this week? Didn't get eaten up by the turf. Yeah, I mean, he has some he has some speed, and I think a lot of the, uh, defense. Defenders really forget that he can really he can he get some green grass he can really take off. Yeah, that was a great one. So I, I like uh, I like seeing him redeem himself in that one. Yeah, that was it was nice. Uh, some uh, positive news in your campaign for the Jets to go zero sixteen. The Jets have the fourth toughest strength of schedule to finish out the season. Will the Jets finish as the third 0-16 team? I sure hope so. I think that would be super fun. <laughs> It'd be fun to see them again. And then they do you think they would stick with Sam Darnold or would they draft Trevor Lawrence? Um, You know, I'd like to say that they'd stick with Sam Darnold just because I don't really want to see Trevor Lawrence go to the Jets. 
Um, but who's to say? I just think they um, do like what they have with Sam Darnold, and I really don't think he's the problem right now. Yeah, and they could get a ton of draft picks if, if they were to give up number one. Because how many teams want Trevor Lawrence right now? Yeah, that would give them a good opportunity to um, rebuild in a few places that they might be in a little bit more need of than quarterback right now. And to finish up, we have some pretty good teams with some tough schedules to finish out. Kansas City is 8-1, and one, and they've had one of the easiest schedules thus far. But now they have the sixth toughest strength of schedule left. Indianapolis at 6-3 and three has the seventh toughest, and Tampa Bay at 7-3 and three has the 11th toughest. Which one of those teams or multiple do you think will... Uh, is a legit team and will win most of those games, who do you think will kind of crumble? I think the Chiefs will see win most of those games, even though they have the hardest out of the team, hardest schedule out of the teams you listed. Um, but I think they'll be able to pull that one out just because they are the best team in the NFL. I think you can't really um, debate that. And they have Patrick Mahomes, who, like we said, is a great MVP candidate this year, um, and the weapons he has are great. So I'd say the Chiefs will do pretty well. And then team that might crumble, um, the Buccaneers. We saw him take that one against the Saints pretty hard. So I don't, I don't see the Buccaneers being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I, I feel that Kansas City will do very well. I think they're a legit team. And I think Tampa Bay will do okay. They'll do decent. And I'm not super sold on Indianapolis yet, so I don't have that much faith in them to finish out that strong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think um, the Colts – I think the Colts have showed that they're capable of losing this season um, with their three losses that were pretty bad, I'd say. I believe that does it for this episode. All right. See you next week. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in.